God is the revealer of secrets. The mystery of His truth is understood by only a tiny few. Learn about God's inspiring mystery and why it's always under attack by an evil archenemy. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Did you ever notice that when the mystery of the Bible that's mentioned repeatedly is uh, brought attention to that there is some kind of a, a war or a battle revolving around it most of the time. Now, that mystery was hidden from man and the angels for eons and eons of time. And why is that? Well, because the plan was to uh, let the angels go ahead and prepare for this uh, great work that God had for beautifying the earth and the universe. And so God wasn't going to use this plan about the mystery unless the angels failed, which they did. And also, he, God didn't give the mystery to ancient Israel because they didn't have God's Holy Spirit, so he, he just gave it to a few of his prophets, and that was it. But then uh, Jesus Christ came the first time, and he gave this mystery to his church. He gave them the Holy Spirit, access to the Father, and everything that a human being could possibly want, God gave them. And it all revolved around this mystery. Now, in this end time, God also gave this mystery to us. And 95% uh, of God's people actually rebelled against it. And then 5% uh, of them were clinging to it. And there was a war going on between them. And a big court battle developed. So there's always some kind of a battle or, or a war going on around this mystery and the ministry that teaches it. But this is a very profound subject, and it really and truly is the most in-depth subject in the Bible. You just cannot uh, deny that if you understand what it is. But look at how this, this wonderful, mind-stretching vision that God gives us. There's nothing like it, because it is really uh, Explaining that mystery explains what the whole Bible is about and what it means and why it's God revealed it to us and prepared it for us. So, I want to talk to you today about the war against God's mystery. The war against God's mystery. Colossians 1, verses 26 and 27. Even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints. Now it's made manifest to His saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory." Now, Paul goes on explaining more about that, but that's the essence of what that mystery is all about. But uh, what did it do in uh, in Paul's life, what did it cause in Paul's life? You, you can, if, if you want to know what the Bible is about, or your life is about, or civilization is about, or uh, what about the good angels and the evil angels, and and what is civilization? What is the kingdom of God? It's all wrapped up in that mystery, and we need to understand that. Now, Paul, when he wrote this very book of Colossians, was in jail in prison, 
because he was proclaiming this mystery. Let me show you that. A couple more scriptures here. Paul was talking to the Colossians and the Laodiceans. The Colossians accepted it. The Laodiceans did not, or the lukewarm church did not. And there's a lukewarm church in this end time, and they have the same attitude, and they rebelled against this great mystery of the Bible. It's the most wondrous vision you could have in your mind. It is a, literally a summary or a synopsis of the entire Bible. And what a profound concept it is. Notice Colossians, it talks about that mystery, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and Christ. So Paul was saying, well, now, uh, most of you don't really get it. Just like Mr. Armstrong said that about six months before he died to his own church, most of you don't get it. Now, it isn't something that easy to comprehend, but you can absolutely understand it and, and uh, know what it means. You can have that knowledge. It's all a warning to the Bride of Christ that's going to share the very throne of David with Jesus Christ throughout the millennium and eternal life. But notice verses 4 and 5. Uh, it talks about being steadfast. In this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order, and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. Steadfastness is a military word. We have to have faith in this, and we have to be willing to fight for this, this wondrous vision that God has given us. He makes us fight for it to prove that we love it and we build the character we need to enter into His family by fighting for this great, great concept. Verses 6 and 7, it says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So we have to be rooted in this and really grounded in it. Then verse 8, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. That rudiments of the world means the ruling spirits of the universe. Satan is always trying to destroy this mystery, because it is the opposite of what he's going to receive. And he very bitterly resents that man would be given this opportunity to let God build his own character in man, his own love and joy and peace of mind. That's what this mystery is all about. But here you have a, a, a war, just like every other place, it seems. And yet there is a war, and it actually is between Satan and God's people who have the Holy Spirit. And he's telling them that they, you'd better beware, Satan is always going to be attacking you, and take this wonderful vision away from you unless you're close to God and using God's Spirit to hold on to it forever. Five percent of God's people today are doing just that. Ninety-five percent of God's people are not. That's a tragic, tragic uh, 
disaster and catastrophe any way you look at it. But notice it says in verses 18 and 19, Let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of demons, it should read, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body, by joints and bands having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. Now, this is instead of something he has not seen, it really should read, has seen. This man has seen all that, but look, uh, these people were beguiled and had that mystery taken away from them, and they lost their head, Jesus Christ Himself, who is the head of the, the, the church of God, the true church of God. Jesus Christ is the head. Now, they lost their head, and they lost the mystery, because Satan took it away from them. Satan is there always to take that vision from you, if you allow it to happen, and if you have it. Colossians 4, verses 2 and 3, notice this. This is an amazing statement. Continue in prayer, and watching the same with thanksgiving, with praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ, uh, for which I am also in prison, or in bonds. That's what it means. He was in prison, proclaiming God's mystery from prison, and asking his fellow brethren to be praying that God would open a door that this message could reach the world. He wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about getting this wonderful message to the world. It is what they need and the only solution to their problems. And what a wonderful solution it is. Just mind-boggling any way you look at it. So the Laodiceans in the first century really were just a, uh, a type of what, what happens in this end time. Now Ephesians 1 and verse 9, let's look at another scripture that says essentially the same thing, only adds quite a lot to it. Ephesians 1 and verse 9 says, Having made known unto us the mystery of His will, Think about that. Now, God is telling you this mystery, it's a mystery of God's will. What is God's will? Do you want to know what God's will is? You can know that if you know this mystery. You can know what His will is. What's more important than that? God offers this to mankind today. Most of them are not interested, but it's going to be a witness against them nevertheless. And they can't blame God for not understanding this. But the mystery of His will, God's will, according to His good pleasure, which He has purposed in Himself. So that's the mystery Paul is talking about. And in chapter 3 it says, in verse 1, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, here I am in jail, I'm in prison because I'm preaching this message about the mystery. Why does this world hate the mystery? Because Satan hates it. Revelation 12 and verse 9, the whole world is deceived. He's deceived them all about this mystery. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, He is the God of this world. Who believes that? <laughs> but He is the God of this world. That means He is worshiped. 
not God, not the true God. And that's what your Bible says. If you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, Lord, how that by revelation He made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words, whereby when you read you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto His holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit." Here Paul was sitting in prison and working, trying to get the, all, all of his, the saints to get behind him and ask God to open a door so we can get this, this mind-stretching message out to the world, this wondrous message, this wonder of all wonders. Paul wasn't concerned about himself in prison. He was concerned about this message getting out to the world. What a dedication that is! What a love for God and His will! The mystery is what that God's will is all about. Verse 9 reads, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. See, it's been hidden from man until Jesus Christ came and changed all that and gave us that mystery. And when He was crucified, that the veil in the temple just split in two, showing that we have access to God the Father, right into the Holy of Holies. And there's God the Father, the author of that mystery. And He's there to give us all of the joy and happiness that we could possibly imagine, but He goes on to say that we have to have faith. We have to believe that. We have to build the faith to really and truly believe in this mystery, and let no man take it from you. No man at all. You can talk about the different ideas and doctrines of the book of Revelation, where it talks about the seven seals, and the seven trumpets, and the seven plagues, and the seven heads of the Holy Roman Empire, and so on. But I want to just quickly tie Revelation 10, verses 1 and 4 here. It says, And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as it were the sun. This is just an angel, mighty angel and his feet as pillars of fire. And he had in his hand a little book open, and he set the right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roars. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. So it's for this end time. Then verses 5 and 6 talks about, this, uh, well, no more delay. Verse 5 says, And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand in heaven. Then the last line there, it says, There will be no more delay. God is going to let His plan unfold rapidly. You can see that happening all the time. No more delay, the way it reads in the Revised Standard Version. 
But notice what it says in verse 7. Here is the real key to it all. In verse 7, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, he's about to sound, is what it should read, the mystery of God should be finished, or shall be finished, that should read. It's going to be finished, as he has declared to his servants the prophets. Now, this is the seventh trumpet, the very last trumpet, and it's tied to this mystery of the ages and the return of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. Why does God mention this here, and why, why is it necessary to do so? Well, because it has been cast to the ground. Daniel 8, verses 11 and 12 says of, of this mystery, by God's own people who turned against it. Hard to even fathom that, but that has happened. But this verse 7 dates this prophecy. This is about the seventh trumpet, and it's about to sound. It's about to sound when this is all happening. And the mystery is, is just about to be finished. God says it's at the door. Can we know when it's at the door? We must know if we're going to understand these Scriptures. And people will say, well, you could never, ever know when Jesus Christ is going to return. That's not what Christ said. He said, you better know when it's at the door. You better know. And He's talking to all of us. We should know. There's no excuse for us not knowing with this wonderful truth being proclaimed to this world. And notice what it says a little further down. I'll, uh, uh, it says that we have to prophesy again. You know why it says that in verse 11 of this chapter? Because God's own people destroyed the mystery, or almost destroyed it. They cast truth to the ground, and that little 5% would not give up that mystery because it's everything. You never give it up. You can give up anything, but don't give up this. It fills your life with blessings and happiness and joy today and forever. It is promised to do that by God Himself. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful truth. And then if you go on and uh, God is discussing the mystery, see, just before the seventh trumpet angel is sounding. So uh, that means that just before the second coming of Christ. Let's notice that in verse 15. Verse 15 of chapter 11. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever." Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful truth? It's almost here, and it's all revolved around, revolving around this great mystery, which is a mystery which is of God's will. And it, we have a book of the Mystery of the Ages that is really, really expounds on that in, in, in much detail today, more than Paul understood it even. And that book, Mystery of the Ages, uh, Mr. Armstrong wrote it and felt like he uh, or believed it was the uh, second most important book on this earth, because again, it, it, it's like a summary or a synopsis of the entire Bible and shows you what the Bible is all about. And this world is deceived about the Bible, as I said to you before. But he, this, this trumpet, this, this last trumpet is about to sound, the last trump. 
And then Christ comes, and He's going to put down all this rebellion, and all those great powers you see in this world are going to be put down, and Christ is going to rule every one of them, and they'll never, ever be able to destroy other nations again. God won't allow it. What a wonderful time that we are about to see! But who believes that today? This is right there in your own Bible. Many scriptures tell you that, but who believes this? Who believes that Jesus Christ is about to return? And there are over a hundred prophecies that tell you that and explain what the conditions will be like when that happens. See, we have to hang on to this mystery. So many wonderful blessings, and he says we have to overcome Satan as Christ did. We have to overcome him the the same way Christ did. And so that's, a, that's quite a big standard that we're given to follow. We have to do that. Not just fight Him, but overcome Him the way Jesus Christ did. And Christ really handled Him very well. And we can too, because we have the same power and the same authority that Christ had. We just don't have as much of it, but we have it. And God will give it to us more abundantly if we understand this mystery and really practice what it says to us, that God is recreating Himself in man. And I'll tell you, there is a, I don't think I'll have time to get into it, but there is very much the potential that this is going to unfold throughout all eternity. God is just going to keep recreating Himself in human beings forever. Or it looks very much like that could be true. And if you want to prove that to yourself, write from my booklet on Prophesy Again, and there's a chapter in there that will just absolutely blow you away if you read it and understand it. It is an amazing chapter, and I hope you'll write, our, write for this or request this booklet because all of our literature is free, and anybody is able to get this literature, anybody. And we never ask for money to pay for that, uh, uh, that literature that we give you. But verse 18 says, And the nations were angry, and your wrath is come. See, the nations are here again, they're angry, and they're, they're angry with God. But here's, here's God's wrath coming on them. He's, he's tired of them, and he's, he's full of anger because of our sins, and because we reject this absolutely majestic, magnificent vision about the mystery. What a calling God has given His people! But always there's a war of some kind going on around that, uh, that vision. But please remember, it says here, when you, you know about this mystery, and when it's explained there in, uh, in Revelation 10 and 11, where there, we must prophesy again, and that's happening today, and it says in that very verse, chapter 10, that this trumpet is about to sound in this context. Is that uh, something that's near the door? Yes, it is. It truly is. Notice what it says in verse 11 of chapter 10, And he said unto me, You must prophesy again after these lukewarm Laodiceans 
have cast the mystery aside, and we had to go into a six-year court battle to win the copyrights to Mr. Armstrong's works. For six years we battled and fought God's own people, at least they were that at one time, and they turned against that mystery and became bitter toward God. And fifty percent of them are going to repent in the Great Tribulation, fifty percent are going to die forever. That's how dangerous this knowledge can be. But see, again, you must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings, and that's in Revelation 10 and verse 11. So again, we're getting up to the point where the seventh trumpet is about to sound. The seventh trumpet, the return of Jesus Christ, is going to return. He's going to return while these very powers in the world today are extant. It's going to happen. It's at the door. That's what he tells us. And we'd better take note of this wonderful, wonderful vision, the greatest in the Bible. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. God is the revealer of secrets. The mystery of His truth is understood by only a tiny few. Learn about God's inspiring mystery and why it's always under attack by an evil archenemy. Are you willing to fight for the wondrous mystery of God? Satan constantly attacks God's people. The vast majority has lost the battle and the vision. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, The Royal Book of Revelation, to grasp the seriousness of receiving God's truth. This can be dangerous knowledge. Those who don't value God's truth will lose it and be held accountable. Wherever God's mystery is, you can expect vicious assaults by the devil. God gives the mystery only to valiant spiritual warriors who know and do God's will. Learn how to become a part of God's elite fighting force. God doesn't reveal His mystery just so we can feel righteous. He expects His supporters to declare the mystery to the entire world. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Prophesy Again, to learn about the first commission of God's one true church. God thinks big, do you? There are literally no limits to God's plan for distributing the mystery. Understand how God will soon make His truth plain to all humans alive today, all who have already lived and died, and all who will exist in the future. You will also receive a free copy of Gerald Flurry's booklet, Colossians, First Century Parallels. While in prison, the Apostle Paul cared most about delivering God's mystery. He warned God's own church to cherish the mystery enough to preserve and teach it. Learn why Paul valued God's mystery more than his own life. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request the Royal Book of Revelation, Prophesy Again, and Colossians, First Century Parallels. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request the Royal Book of Revelation, Prophesy Again, and Colossians, First Century Parallels. Order now.
For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.